Hank's Hot Takes week number two. Holy fucking Santa Claus shit. Football is back. We got a Lions dub. Let's go. What a what a great way to start the NFL and fantasy football season. Then getting it done Thursday night and then sitting back to just pure 100% fantasy football bliss. Well, bliss on my end coming home with the first $20 regular or, or, or high, highest scoring week of the season, which we'll get into. Um, we got week one predictions. We got to go over week one in general. We'll be talking football. Uh, we got to dive into our parlay that was on the goal line until the MILF hunter himself came out of nowhere and snatched it away from us. Uh, we got week two to look into. We got so much to get into on Hank's Hot Takes week two. Let's jump right in. Bringing on an also undefeated week one. One of my favorites. You know him. You love him. He's got a mug. He's got the greatest branding of team names to ever exist in the Dexter High School Alumni Fantasy Football League. None other than Matt Munzel. What's up, Hank? Thanks for having me. Dude, I, I'm so glad you're here. And I mean, I guess cheers to us for being 1-0. Cheers to us, man. Good way to start the season. Yeah, I, you hit the nail on the head. I mean, it was week one is and I like to associate it to football and we saw it this week on the field where there were teams that were rusty teams that had to work through some, some kinks and some quirks. Some teams, you know, didn't play their guys during the preseason. And honestly, that's how I felt as a fantasy football manager. You know, I was, I wasn't prepared to sit on the couch for eight hours. I didn't have my, I didn't have the setup right. I didn't have some of the channels. Not everything was perfect, but we found a way to get it done in week one. And sometimes months, that's all you can ask for. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I uh, I will say I definitely had the channel setup football watching experience locked in for week one. Yeah, after uh, after the Michigan game two weeks ago and it was on Peacock, I I made sure I did my due diligence to ensure I wasn't going to miss the Lions game on Thursday, which, t- tell me you were watching it. Oh, absolutely, man. How about it? Just just gritty. Just a gritty win. And even, and I hated that uh, What's-His-Nuts said that the win came with an asterisk on primetime television, but Regardless of Kelsey being out, both teams had were just week one rust. Like teams were figuring out what we're gonna do. You know, the Lions with Montgomery and Gibbs trying to figure out that relationship. Like we just there were so many things going on that I didn't love that they said they put an asterisk by it. But you don't complain about who you play, and we absolutely deserve to win that game. We defensively looked so good i watching um the right tackle just be off or be off sides every time because aiden was getting to him was i could have watched that for hours yeah man the the defense was so good aiden hutchinson looked incredible and yeah that was definitely a gritty win um I was watching with Bex at home, who is like as big of a Chiefs fan as I am a Michigan football fan. So a little bit of a tough watch (laughs) in our household, but, uh, you know, we both made it through and gosh, I am very excited for the Lions this year. It's, it's so, so interesting, even you know, at the the very young age of a fan, 29, in one of the things that was just a total consistent in Lions football is, like, we never had a run game and our offensive line stunk. Like, it just, like, that was just who the Lions were. And, you know, the last two seasons or so, 
it's just been like our bread and butter where pro style Jared Goff can just sit there, pick apart a defense, trust his game, trust his game, get the ball to, you know, Amon Ra who looked great. Like our offense only has to do the bare minimum, which is awesome because I think our defense is going to be the be the catalyst of the team. And did you see the uh, the blue ski mask that uh, our boys are asking everybody to wear? Nasty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I'm, yeah. I'm really pumped. I mean, I, I'm a believer in, like, offensive, defensive line uh just being the pivotal cog in teams like michigan football obviously dominates both sides and it's not quite as flashy but that is how you win a ball game and we're looking good on both sides so yeah i I, I, absolutely agree i will also say hank you you guys know my kind of up and down roller coaster ride with the lions (laughs) um but I'm firmly back on and have been since uh, Dan Campbell showed up. But I wanted to let you know that I literally just got my first piece of Lions gear ever. Tell me more. <laughs> so I got I got a Hutch uh, blue home jersey, nine seven. I'm gonna be repping that all year. Oh, oh, oh. no. No, no better choice. I think if you're gonna get a jersey, it, like it's got to mean something, and you gotta hope that that guy is gonna be there, you know, for for multiple years, if not his career. And I mean, I don't think there's a better face of the team right now than old nine seven. Yeah, man, and Michigan, man, it's just fun to fun to buy into him. Yeah, that that's super cool. Well, uh. Speaking of Bex, uh, you absolutely have to uh, tell her I said thank you as I am fully aboard the SCO Buffs train covering our last several bets months. Uh, I think <laughs> I'm going to ride that one till the wheels fall off. I'll tell you what. Yes, sir. Definitely. Uh, they're in the mix for the parlay. I don't know if I'll go with them, but the Buffs have been so fun. Uh, I feel like the line this week, they're finally getting some respect because um, last week was a joke. I think they were like three point favorites against Nebraska or something and blew the fucking doors off of them. Yeah, I mean, so I when I was I had messaged in the group chat a couple weeks ago about the Colorado money line was like plus 220. And then you and I started texting and that uh, that, that Bex is, is, is a is a skull buffs gal and. Then we were we were talking about this last week against Nebraska and like it I know it's a rivalry, but three points just didn't seem remotely close given they just barely or they, they lost to Minnesota and Sims is a turnover. He's like addicted to turnovers. So money in the bank for me and you. And uh, again, I'm I'm probably back on them again this Saturday. Yeah, guaranteed. I mean, they are the most fun college football team to watch right now with uh i mean it's crazy dion is like almost their biggest star um he's just electric to watch and then you got shador and travis hunter my god that first game he was like i'd never seen a performance like that before it just so many college and even pro football coaches are like it's just such coach speak, you know, you know, we're, we're just excited. You know, we're, we're going to give him everything we have. And you know, like, he's, he's unapologetically him. And, you know, sometimes he says things that are so far out there, but he always walks the walk to what he's saying. And it's, it's worked so far for him now. And granted they were one in 11 last year and now they're ranked with Heisman hopefuls on the team. Like it's as a, as a coach, who is just changed uh, changed organization? I'm definitely going to be sprinkling a little Dion in in my flavor uh, moving forward. Ooh, I I love that Hank. And while we're on the topic, congratulations, man! That's such a cool step for you. I'm happy for Dude, you. It's, I, I I very much appreciate that, man. I I honestly didn't think this hobby would grow to what it has, and certainly never thought it was going to take me back home and 
from from what I understand, we are we're going to be really competitive with with a shot to be the best team in the state year in and year out. And the the idea that I'll be at the helm of that is is pretty exciting. And I'm I'm very much looking forward to donning the uh, the marooning gold. But I we'll have to see though. I I might have to start cleaning house a little because I think we wear pinstripes on the ball field right now and homie don't play that i don't i don't look good in stripes <laughs> yeah the same thing yankees <laughs> <laughs> yeah super cool man you know what else is super cool being one and oh yes sir feels good well yeah let's i guess let's let's do a little recap here from last week um i, I just a, a fun fact a couple of fun facts about week one because from just a you know from a football perspective like watching the games i watched most of the one o'clock games and then i had some things to do in the um, the afternoon slate the football was just like week one always feels a little odd but from a fantasy football perspective in our auction era which dates back to 2019 so this is year five of the auction our collective points with the 10 of us was 160 points lower than any other year in the auction era. It's the first time in five years that as a 10 team league, we haven't eclipsed a thousand points. So for those teams that's wow. 60, 63, 90, like it, it's certainly um, obviously there's a long season, but I definitely feel this is an early outlier as opposed to what we're going to expect for the rest of the season. So I just thought that was a super interesting figure. That is super interesting. I I definitely saw some like low low scoring weeks, a lot of zeros last week. But uh I mean, you obviously had a a great week. I would have figured your 150 almost would bring us up. So that that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, one one forty seven oh four uh, launches the first twenty dollars in, in, into my pocket for the weekly highest score, which is a new uh, a part of the new payout system. Granted, we upped our um, our buy in, which uh, I just a quick rundown. I, I'm glad Hoof brought that up this week. The you know champ going home with a crispy twelve hundred runner up always getting their money back i think that's just so appropriate um here is the ones that i really think are cool is that the regular season best record gets two hundred. the other division winner gets one hundred. and then again like i said weekly highest score 20 bucks and then the single week highest score gets 20 bucks too um i did a little a little dive deep dive on that one as well um, for the single week, or excuse me, the single week highest score. Um, so in the auction area, again, Mon, you will, you'll end up on this list. Uh, in 2019, uh, you had the highest score in the regular season of 177 points. Uh, 2020, <laughs> Van Hoof had 161. Van Hoof again in 2021 of 185. And then our highest score in any fantasy football game in the auction era was in 2022, which was Eric Skyver in week five. He scored 192 points. So, oh my God, those are those are some numbers to keep in the back of your head if you're thinking you're going to take home some some weekly cash. I'll tell you that. Wow. First of all, Hank, great record keeping. Um, I'm. I'm glad you're uh so diligent in that and it's cool to look back at this stuff um i definitely would have thought your 150 ish would like be in contention but sounds like uh are gonna be some higher scores probably as the year goes on yeah i, I th- th- those numbers are you know are staggering and it's just everything clicks at the right time and um i, I guess that's kind of a good segue into Kind of the week one matchups we, we can cover mine real briefly um this is the first year in recent memory that i can think of where i went into the draft stamped on my sheet that i was going to end up with a stack 
Um, I, I loved Tua and Tyreek. I thought that was going to be what I was able to get, but I, I was leaving the draft with a stack. And um, obviously mine clicked instantly. Um, that's That will be fun to watch, even if they do half of what they did against the Chargers and um, absolutely nothing against Jeff's team, but you're not you you're not gonna win when your stack goes for almost seventy points. You just you just can't. Yeah, that that's the beauty of the stack right there. And obviously, you got like the, the absolute best version of it. But um, yeah, the stack approach is cool, and I, I was definitely interested going in. Um, kind of unintentionally stacked Herbert and Eckler, and then why not throw Mike Williams into the mix as well? Um, which worked okay for me, but it, I will say it's a little scary, like owning the whole Chargers offense. I'd rather just have the quarterback wide receiver combo like you have. Yeah, but so granted, that I feel like the Chargers, the only way they're going to win football games is in shootouts like this. I feel like this is the type of football they want to be a part of which means like their offense gets to gunsling all of the time. And honestly, you combine your three charger attack with ETN and Amon Ross St. Brown. I mean, you got to be feeling pretty good about yourself, right? I mean, I guess the, the Achilles heel there is the day that they play in the rain and, you know, aren't able to move the football, but with, with yeah. only one week, with one week sample, you got to be feeling pretty good about your squad. Yeah, definitely. I, I'm sure that rainy day will come like once or twice this year and we'll just have to live with that. But um, yeah, Chargers definitely should be one of the better offenses this year. So um, I'm okay riding them. But um, yeah, man, ni- nice win this week. I went into the draft wanting Tyree Kill um, and I actually got him in my other league. Thank God. Um, but man, that that's a really fun start. Yeah, a- absolutely. And both of us have the early, the early upside of we both saw some really positive things out of our benches as well. Um, Tyler Algier for me and uh, Roshan Johnson from the Bears both showed some serious upside and um, potentially a. I mean, an RB1 candidate, I, just such a strange offense. But Brandon Ayuk just put up monstrous numbers, and I, you got to be feeling good to have one of the hopefully favorite targets for Purdy out of that offense, eh? Yeah, definitely. Um, I really wanted Ayuk this year and, um, you know, went out and got him. I, I do really like the rest of my bench. I think Hoof mentioned something about, being uh, not too top heavy, but having a lot of depth, which again, kind of scary, but as injuries stack, like it, uh, it might end up working out. Got Addison down there as well. Um, but yeah, Ayuk is, is absolutely going into the starting role. I, I think the Niners are just one of the best teams, one of the best offenses this year. Yeah, they, uh, they they certainly made short work of Pittsburgh. Very similarly to the way you made short work of Backwoods, Cleopatra. Um, <laughs> L- L- Lamar Jackson, you know, he's going to have to be, it has to be the Lamar, Christian McCaffrey, Saquon show. Um, it's just, again, like, like I said last week, like this team three years ago, you'd be elated to have. Like this would be, You'd get Lamar for cheap. You'd have to go big for Saquon and Mike Evans and CMC. And then you'd get lucky with DK and, T- and Hawkinson. Like, it just, it, it it looks good if circa 2020. Um, but Lamar is going to have to be an MVP type guy because Christian McCaffrey cannot do it all on its own. And I, you would have thought the, the rain in the Sunday night game with Dallas would have, helped Saquon on the ground but granted Dallas's defense put up like a 30 burger so perhaps that 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 will right the ship as well but you took care of Mo nice and easy that's got to feel good to get a division win right out the gate 
Yeah, definitely. Um, I will say, like going up against that that lineup was kind of scary. Um, I think the Niners McCaffrey played at noon. I want to say, um, so I was fully locked in there, and he ripped off like that sixty-yard touchdown, and it was like, oh shit! I bet Saquon's gonna get one of those Sunday night too. Like, uh, it, it's a scary lineup in terms of name value, which you kind of just hit on. Uh, but yeah, nice to have some some duds out of some studs for Mo, and yeah, I'll take take the win. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And then in the uh, in the battle of the Eric's, which which is always a which is a, a fun rivalry matchup, a little uh, a little Red River rivalry here between the Eric's. Uh, Guyver edges out. Hey, hey, Captain Jack, one hundred one to seventy. Um, the the story of this one is Skyver is the early early winner of the Lawrence Burrow trade. Um, that again, this might be the year of the stack, and maybe that's just because it's more relevant to me. But the the, the stack comes in huge. Um, Calvin Ridley, a top could be a top five receiver this year, Muns. What do you think? Yeah, I, I'd pen him in for top 10, maybe pencil him in for top five. He looked so fucking good. He's definitely back. And the Jags in general are humming. Having that stack is is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, and I mean, Cook probably having mixed reviews about the – Kelsey Mahomes situation because obviously they were playing the Lions. Um, certainly, you never want to give up a win, but if you're going to have your your catalyst of your team have an off week, I, I'm guessing you're happy it was against the Lions. So, um, got to be feeling good if you're Skiv. Uh, he also came in with um, the most bench points, so perhaps it'll be a little uh, a little tinker time for team bullfrog and you know you hope he makes the right decision so uh good for skyver not not too worried about hey hey captain jack um there's a lot of guys on that team where it just feels like they were in offenses that had that week one rust and are still trying to figure things out yep i agree week one's kind of a toss-up anyway just trying to assess what you have and um it was just a weird week for scoring. You you hit on it. A lot of a lot of down guys, and yeah, I'm I'm not worried about Cook at all. <laughs> yeah, de- definitely not. The uh, the the worry, however, came Monday night for Team Summer Breeze in in Jay Cavlin going up against Juice in the Drought, Brett Kokalis. Um, one hundred two to ninety two. Uh, it's a ten point spread. Um. But if you were if you were watching the Monday night game, this uh, this battle actually came down to about two points at one point where Allen had had his three interceptions, and with the yardage, uh, I think he had lost some big rushing yard. Uh, the score at one point was ninety two point nine to ninety four point six, meaning. <laughs> Another turnover would put Brett in the lead, and just as just as Havlin and I were beginning to discuss this outcome, Allen fumbled it, and they lost it for two points. Jeez, so man. For, for, for a very for a very brief moment in this game, Brett was indeed winning, although he was unable to score any points. Um, Granted, this is also the same game that totally raw dogged the week one Hank's hot takes parlay. Uh, but Allen and Diggs were able to find some fourth quarter and overtime points to take Summer Breeze over the finish line. And it would have been real salt in the wound to lose with one, two, three players with less than two points combined between the three of them so heavy heavy gets a week one win and i mean it felt like they were fighting to see who wanted to lose it more (laughs) yeah i 
I'm not going to lie. Turn that game off at, at some point in the first or second quarter. Um, so I'm glad you were that tuned in. I had no idea that Brett actually took the lead at some point. That is, that is insane. Uh, well, I, yeah, go ahead. So I, I was, I, I was very interested in the Rogers Allen matchup. Uh, you know, I, I, that's the marquee matchup of the weekend. Um, Rogers obviously goes down with an Achilles, which is just, you know, that's, that's, that's not great. You, you, you never, you never wish any, any injury on anybody. I mean, I, I did hate the man for, for a very long amount of time, but still to, to see him go down to an injury is, is still not, not what you were hoping for. Um, but in reality, I was, I was chasing our first Hank's hot takes parlay win. We were, we had, we had everything done. We had the lions plus five and a half and the Eagles minus four. And all we needed was bills minus two and a half. Rogers goes down. I'm thinking we are golden. No, yeah, damn. Is, right. And then Zach, Zach Wilson and that defense just kept coming. We went to overtime and I was like, okay, we won the, we won the overtime toss, go down there, punch this thing in the end zone. No big deal. We'll cash out. We're, we're going home winners. And it just, those, the fucking jets just never went away. And now the parlay, it, it not, I'm not bitter. I'm I'm fuck. God damn it. That should have hit. <laughs> yeah, that definitely should have hit. I mean, that Jets defense is really fucking good. Probably better than they were last year. Um and I'm with you, man. I'm I've never been a Rodgers guy. Obviously, he's done the Lions so dirty. Um but it just sucks to like see the team lose their full potential, you know. I wanted to see what they could do. And then ultimately see them lose like in the first round of the playoffs or something. That would have been fun. Yeah. I, it's like, it, it was like last year when, when the lions beat them to knock them out of the playoffs. Like I, I would much rather do it that way than, you know, ha- have him go out like this. And I mean, does he ever, does he ever take another snap in the NFL? Yeah, I, I'm thinking the same thing. Like, he's fucking 40. That's That's got to be tough to come back from. I, I just saw this uh, tweet, too, that it said, like, Roger's last completion is still to, uh, it might have been Kirby Joseph, the the Lions safety or corner who, who picked him off week 18. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Oh, my gosh, because he didn't. Because he was he he only played like four plays, yep, and oh, like over two passing. So ho- hopefully he ends his career on that note. That would be hilarious. That's a that's a hang the banner moment of <laughs> for the Lions. Like a guy that has just made our lives miserable for so long. His final completion is to a boy in Honolulu blue. Oh, that's a great that's a great stat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Throw that up in Ford Field. That that could go for a banner. Oh, and then then we had the (laughs) speaking of two teams that didn't want to win this week. We had uh, in the Three Rivers division, we had can't sleep, need more players against Grouch's Royal Flush. Um, Just not great. Ninety to sixty-three. There was no one that had more than fifteen and a half points. Um, Oliver had two just flat zeros. Um, not a whole lot good to say about this game. Uh, Muns, do you have any positives or anything to <laughs> note about this one? It was ugly. Definitely ugly. Um, the Bengals stats are just absurd. That game was garbage. So I, I think Tall will be fine, honestly. The, the zero out of Goddard, a little concerning. I think the zero out of T will end up being okay. Although I know as well as anyone that T Higgins uh, is capable of putting up zeros. I think he gave me two last year. Possibly both against Tolliver. I know one of them was. Yeah, the, the, the Bengals' faux pas against the Browns continue. Not to mention it was week one. Um, 
And I, I think you hit the nail on the head. I mean, there's there are too many Bills and Bengals in this matchup to score this few amount of points. So I, I certainly think these two teams are, are are fine thus far. No no cause for panic yet. Um, the only I guess small note is like there's really not too many like other highlights to show. I mean, Chris Olave is going to be good. Like that's a nice wide receiver two or three for tall. I mean, potentially could be his one, but other than that, it's, it's a lot of eh and eh. So you, you're really hoping for some bounce back weeks in week two, if you're, if you're tall or Van Hoof. Yeah, for sure. And, and Hoof's going to be fine. He's got cup out. Um, and like, it wasn't a flashy performance by any means, but he still put up 90 in like a very bizarre week. Like, uh, you know, that's that's middle of the pack, I'd say. So these guys will both be fine. Yeah, ab- absolutely. And I, I, I pulled some figures and I, I think this is appropriate, especially given this map up here. But um, there, there's like I mentioned, there's no reason to panic uh, in the auction era champion person that's taken home the mug in week one are one in three so in the last four years the champion in their first week matchup is one in three so certainly zero reason to panic uh most of the champions end up losing their first one and maybe that lights a little fire under people's butts to start making trades hit the wire start start praying to the fantasy football god so lots of lots of fantasy football left and we're just getting started Man, that's another good nugget, Hank, as <laughs> as record keeper. I, I love that. You know, it's it's so funny with obviously this show happens for the most part Wednesday night. If you're listening to it now, it's Thursday. Um, but some weeks are better than others where I have the opportunity to get home and I have 45 minutes to get ready. And then some days it's just turn the computer on and, and let's go to work. And t- today was one of those days I, I had a spare moment today to put a, put a few figures together, which certainly always helps the show. So I, I, I do appreciate the call out there. Um, from our picks perspective, um, Jeffy B and I both went two and two. Um, that's probably exactly what I would have guessed we would have done for week one. Uh, we, we, we both hit on the Havy pick. Havy over BK was, was apparently the lock of the week. Uh, a- everything else was pretty much just slinging mud. The only, I, I, I guess an apology is in order months. Both Jeff and I went with Mo last week, and, and you proved victorious. So I, I, I must apologize for my poor pick. <laughs> it's all good, man. Although I was a little disappointed because Hank's hot takes has been a a month supporter through the years. I was I was shocked. You know, I I am team Munz. I I don't know what I was thinking. And let's to pick Mo. I, I'm I, I'm gonna go with that. That was nerves. It was the first show <laughs> of the year. First pick of the. I I think I'm gonna let it say nerves got the best of me. It was it was a big moment. Munz, we're on Spotify now. We yeah, I'm not gonna. I was a little nervous coming on now that we're uh, a Spotify podcast, but I'll, I'll let it slide. You know, everybody's got week one rust, so uh, we'll, we'll chalk it up to that. I, I love it. Well, let's let's swing right into week two. Um, clean slate. I'm still gonna. I'm gonna avoid setting lines. Everything will be a pick 'em, but we will open the door this week for. Um, for a five dollar bet against against me, if if anybody wants a little action, I'm I'm willing to take you down. So uh, keep your ears open. If you see something, you, if you hear something you don't like, come get you some. Beautiful. I'm I'm gonna just go ahead and auto five dollar if we uh, are disagreed. I, I I love it. Well, the the, the board is yours, Matt Munzo. Where should we begin? Um. Uh-huh. Let's see. First in the ESPN app, let's just go with that. I'm looking at Bullfrog uh, versus Juice in the Drought. 
And let's let's the see. Two here. weirdest fellows. I'll tell you what, man. I, I I do like Bullfrog as a team name, though. Yeah, I do too. And he he's got a very creepy, bizarre icon, which I appreciate. <laughs> I, I think was was Eric or Brett casual play. Oh, that, that screams Brett to me. Yeah, I, I think that must have been Brett because I that I think that is by far the weirdest name. I think that was the year he had drafted all of the like the rookies and the young guys, very very pedophile esque out of the out of the Cali camp. So Brett, <laughs> Brett, Brett definitely leading in the weird team name association. Yeah, for sure. I, I still don't know what casual play is, but. Uh... We'll we'll proceed to the matchup. <laughs> uh, yeah, I like how you're not setting lines. I feel like week one, week two, like everybody's still figuring it out. Um, I definitely like Eric's team. We we hit on the stack earlier, Ridley Lawrence. Um, that saw saw a lot of good stuff out of Bijan week one. I think that's gonna gonna work out for Eric. Um, and then I saw you picked up Puka, who apparently is the new Cooper Cup. So um, I'm I'm gonna take Rick and Bullfrog in this one. Yeah, I I love that the the Puka pickup is nice. Uh, it's so funny being being back into fantasy football, and the I honestly had to turn it off, but um, I was starting to get notifications when. Dudes were hitting the waiver wire. Like if if, if when, when Bullfrog made this made this move, I got a text about it, which like mm-hmm. was cool. Because then I got to see who he dropped and whatnot. But I was like, dude, I don't need to be getting pinged all day long. That Bullfrog has selected Puka Naku to his team. Like, but at at any rate, I I do think that that's a great pick. Um, I was happy to see Bijan. That he looked good. Um, Atlanta in general looked pretty good, which I, I think was a little bit surprising to me. Um, Cooper Cup's uh, questionability definitely draws my concern to back to Puka, um, but I, I do like Skiv's team. Um, Javonta Williams in what seems to be a Denver team that's going to straighten things out is nice. Um, then there's Brett, and I. The problem is I keep trying to talk myself into Brett's team. It's it seems like a team that I would like. I didn't pick him last week. I had the same conversation then, so I'm not gonna pick him again. And <laughs> we're just gonna test this theory basically against picking against Brett because man, who's gotten in my head, Brett? I'll, I'll say it. I, I I don't think. I don't think you're worth much anymore. You're going to have to prove it to me on the gridiron. So un- until I see something worthwhile, I'm just going to fade BK. So I- I'm with you, Munz. Give me Skiv. <laughs> I love the direct call out. Um, but yeah, I'm kind of with you. I mean, Brett's got some good top heavy pieces. Hertz, Pollard are both studs. Um, but looking at that wide receiver lineup, with Watson, McLaurin, Sky Moore, that's just kind of tough to look at. Reminds me a lot of my team last year. Um, Terry McLaurin was on there, and just battling through the wide receiver position when you have to start three is a tough game. So best of luck to you, Brett. But uh, I've been there, and yeah, it's kind of a it's a grind. Yeah, and I, I to just drive home that point is I think all three of these guys could be wide receiver three you know they like he doesn't have a true WR1 and you know that's because he you know went a little more running running back route in Tony Pollard and Ramondre Stevenson Pollard looked good um Ramondre didn't I mean obviously it was raining so perhaps that might change but going to need to see a lot out of the running back where he spent his money and of course having Mark Andrews uh, get healthy will certainly help him in the long run but my my selection and this was um, opious uh, cold beverages into the weekend when I told I think it was Van Hoof 
that I think Rashad White was going to be a top five running back isn't looking great thus far. So that that that's a that's a take that that belonged on Hank's hot takes, and I had to call myself out for it. <laughs> Slam dunk. That, that, that's an easy pick. Give me Skiv. Um, matchup number two. Got a little hey hey Captain Jack going up against Crouch's Royal Flush. It's I'm not gonna call it a must win. It's still early in the season, but an obvious statement of you'd rather be one and one than own two months. Yeah, and it's a divisional matchup, so I think it's fair to call it a a can't lose. Yeah, <laughs> a- absolutely. Um. I, I think this is a get-right game for Cook. Um, in, it sounds like he'll have Kelsey back, and I I feel like I fear playing Mahomes and Reed um, after a loss. I also, uh, sports talk radio here in town, they've been talking a lot about how they intentionally kind of kept the leash tight on Gibbs just to kind of welcome him to the NFL and that his role will grow and expand a little bit more and more where, um, you know, he, he missed a lot of through the tackle decisions, tried to bounce it outside uh, circa Brandon Bellotti. If anybody can, that's a, that's a throwback there. <laughs> um, but I, I, I like Eric's team. I, I think the two, two at well play is going to pay dividends uh, was, I, I think, Again, if, if Cooper Cup's out and the Rams looked far better than I think anyone expected, uh, Cook's team is going to be good. Um, if you're tall, you pray Burrow and Higgins get right against Baltimore. You're thinking that game might be a shootout, a little rivalry game. Um, I just uh, with T. Higgins, you you know it like you said, it's – Sometimes they can score 40 points and your guy might not see the ball just because they have Jamar and um, what's the other guy's name? Not Higby, uh, Higgins. Um, you know, the, the, the ball can go so many different places in Cincinnati. And I just, I, I think it'll be tough for Tall. So I, I'm going to take Cook here. Um, I think it'll be close. I, I think Tall's team is better than what they've shown thus far. It's only been one week. It's a get-right time for Patrick Mahomes and that KC stack, so I'd be scared to pick against it. Yeah, I, I think that's a good pick. I'm I'm itching to bet against you, but um, I, I do think the Chiefs are definitely going to bounce back against the Jags. I could see that one being a shootout. Um, and I actually see Bengals-Ravens divisional game being a little bit uh, tighter. So I, I'm sure Burrow and Higgins will play better than week one, but I'm not expecting like a crazy output there. Um, you definitely hit on Gibbs. He looked so good in week one and a handful of touches. I'm really excited to see him get more work and, you know, he, he might not get too much more against Seattle week two, but anything more is definitely still startable. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm going with Cook. Get get right, 1-0 game. Uh, it just feels like what's going to happen. Yeah, uh, I think you hit the nail on the head. Um, the, the scuttlebutt in town is we might see Gibbs, like, out of the slot several times in this game but they'll run like a picture golf in the gun Gibbs to his left Montgomery to his right and then he motions Gibbs to one show coverage and then be like find the linebacker mismatch like that that's going to be the coolest thing ever yeah that's that's beautiful and then you got the option to hand it off to Montgomery too who looked great I, I want to say Hoof has him uh, could be wrong, but that's yeah, he does. That that's gonna be a nice play. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm a, I'm he, a huge, he look good. David Mont- huge David Montgomery fan. Two years ago, when he just was my entire team within a horrible Chicago offense. So I, I the, no no no, uh, no no digs against Montgomery, and like it's very uh, 
it almost feels like it's a sharper, um, swift Williams where like through yeah. the tackles, like a little lightning and thunder, but it just feels a little more polished with Montgomery. Um, just we're gonna end up talking more about the Lions, but that's <laughs> that, that's okay. But yeah, I I think that's gonna be be a fun matchup against Seattle. Um, another fun matchup. Or I, I guess where are my manners? Matt Munzel, we have two left on the board. Which which one would you like to add to? <laughs> oh, we'll keep going down the line. Hop over to this is the other division. Yes. The four wins division. We got Foggy Dew, Jeff Baldus going up against Havland, Summer Breeze. Um and this one is interesting. Havlin with his Bills stack. Uh, let's see, they're playing the Raiders. Definitely a get-right game for the Bills, I would imagine. And on Jeff's side, I see he picked up Daniel Jones, which is interesting, going against the Cardinals. Um, nothing wrong with that. He's got King Henry against the Chargers. Stevo and Kittle. Man, I don't know. It's it's a tight one, and it's tight on the ESPN projected uh, scores. Uh, I, I think I'm going to take Havlin in this. Get right game for the Bills, and uh, Josh Allen puts up like 25 to 30, gets in the dub. Wow. Yeah, a great, great call out, and this is a good opportunity for, uh, for a quick installation here from our from our punishment czar, we have our, our, our first first great prediction of the year, uh, 117 to 117. Uh, if should we have a tie to the and I believe and we could always bring in the commission if we needed to. But the projections are out to the 10th, but it actually goes out to the 100th. Um, so if, if we have uh, a tie to the 100th decimal place. Uh, the tiebreaker is going to be, I, I would assume, a FaceTime of whoever can fit the most grapes in their mouth. And Mon, I, I want that so bad. I, I just, I want, I want to see this happen between two, two of our dear friends. <laughs> so do I, man. I'm, I'm dying for it. Um, I was in a very tight one last year. Uh, I believe it was tied, like. It must have been Monday night because it was close. Um, and it just didn't happen. So, yeah, I'm, I'm itching for it. Who, who do you have in this one if it goes down to a tie? You know, this is this is this would be a good matchup because I'm I'm thinking that three years ago, Jake Havlin is the overwhelming favorite of dudes that can dudes that can fit grapes in their mouth it just he it's just he's just a horse and yep. but in, in 2023 i'm not so sure jeff baldis has quit in him i'm not sure that that kid's gonna go down with go down easy so i i think i would stick with the cmu boy uh he's building the house he's got some of that man shit going on like i i, I think i would roll with the webster webster church kid um I, I with I, I hope hoping to get odds, hoping I would get Jeff at plus money. <laughs> I, I think you would. I, I despite never seeing anyone attempt this, I agree with you that I think Havlin's probably the overwhelming favorite over the over the auction era at least. Um, so I, I'd be picking Havlin, but yeah, I, I think I'd be paying some juice for it. <laughs> well. Uh, again, this is a great um, a great reminder that everybody between now and next Wednesday, so today is, if you're listening to this, it's the 14th of September. By the 20th of September, everyone needs to send Mo a punishment. Now, this is a punishment for the end of the season, last place person. This is something you would be more than willing to do should you finished last in the league um we're going to present or mo is going to text all this to mo don't text it to me um mo is going to come on the show 
either next week with me and Javi or in week four with, um, I forget who I'm playing in week four, but Mo's going to come on and he'll do what Mo does. That's what the punishment czar uh, has made his career on. But we need everybody to have a submission. If you do not have a submission, one will be appointed for you. And that is no fun. I want everyone to be a part of it. Um, be creative. Obviously, we had so much fun with it last year or that this past draft with Brett and Tall. So get get, get your uh, get your punishments in to Mo. And then our Great. last match here. Yeah, I. Hey, hey before those, we before things. we jump, uh, I believe you need to make a pick on this one. Oh, I know you. I know you have Jeffy B in the hypothetical grape. Uh, eating contest <laughs> you, you picking him in the real game too dude I, I i love how you set the stage of you know now i've never actually seen anybody uh play pickup sticks with their butt cheeks but if i if i were to see something like that yeah i, I i've never seen either of these guys stuff their gullets till <laughs> until hell won't have it but i i'm i'm gonna stick with my great pick here i you know what? This this thing might go a tie, and in that instance, I got to ride with my horse. So uh, I'm taking I'm taking the Daniel Jones led Foggy Dew to victory here in a huge Week Two divisional matchup. Hell yes, I, I love it. There's our first fiver. <laughs> Consider it done. Consider it done. Oh Jesus Christ! Then there's these two. Which I. <laughs> The backwoods Cleopatra going up against can't sleep need more players. Now, this is just this is ridiculous. These two, um, Muns, you, you lead us off here. Tell me what you're thinking. I got to get my head wrapped around it. Oh boy, two knuckleheads. <laughs> um, yeah, going against Alex's team last week, as I said, pretty scary. He's got a lot of uh, big names on there, possibly, you know, big names from three years ago, but these guys can still produce as needed, just maybe not as uh, consistently. I will say, though, Mo's off to a good start this year with his managerial skills. I saw he scooped Jacoby Myers, uh, who had a good week one. And let's see, he's got Zay Flowers in the starting lineup who looked good, so... Um, definitely a good start for Mo. And then, like I said with Hoof, like I'm not worried about his team. Obviously, not having Cup is kind of tough. Um, but he's got Montgomery, Justin Fields. Like he's he's got, you know, his wide receiver core too is really strong. So, um, like I said, the 90 last week in a down week is somewhat promising, I'd say. Um. So it's going to be tough, but I will say I'm going to give Mo some respect on the managerial effort. Um, and then he put up a good showing last week, too. So uh, I'm riding with the backwoods Cleopatra in week two. Wow. I, I absolutely love it. Um, yeah. I, I, uh, in a stunning turn of events, Mo has made a move. Um, that's that, that's a that's a good sign for the league. Um also, shout out Mo. Uh, last week was was a part of the week one. Hank Todd takes parlay. He's in on week two. So Mo has heard our gripes with him about not setting his lineup, not being involved. Granted, he's got his he's got life going on, but sometimes he makes some dumb or lack thereof decisions that uh, some of us will never forget. But off to a great start here in 2023. It's not what you've done for me in the past. It's what have you done for me lately? So I I do like Munz's or excuse me, I like Mo's team. Um, the Justin Fields experiment. I'm going to guess will start to test Jacob Van Hoof's patience. Should it not start yielding um higher results? Um, the the most Jacob Van Hoof thing I can think of is Jordan Love is still on the waiver wire and he picks him up and it just becomes 
the Green Bay Packers all over <laughs> again. So I I'm 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 rooting for him uh, honestly, but I I do like Mo here. I this is this is what I did last week. I talked myself into Mo, and I'm probably gonna have to eat my words on it in week three. But I'm gonna stick to my guns here, just like I did against Brett. I I, I like Mo this time, so I, I'm riding with you here, Mons. Let let's let's go, Mo. Just it it sounds wrong off the tongue, but we're gonna do it anyway. It's locked in. <laughs> Lock it. it. It does feel weird, but you know. We'll we'll put some respect on his name for a week at least. Yeah, absolutely. He he he's got to earn it, and, and we're giving him a chance to. So, ooh, um, still early, still a lot of season left. But you, I mean, some big divisional matchups here. I mean, it it's it's worthwhile to beat the guy that's right next to you. I'll tell you what. Yeah, for sure, man. It's. It's funny, like our league is, I play in one other league and I just couldn't be less worried about my week two matchup. It's just another week. But in our league, it's like we're in the meat of the season already. It it feels like every game is so important. So it's just a testament to the league and how locked in everybody is. It's It's really cool. Yeah, and one of my... One of the rule changes that has, I think, drawn one of the like it's been the best for the league. It has had the like the greatest impact is just shortening our benches, just making making Tuesday night so important if you need to go defense by committee or, or add a tight end or you got an injury and you gotta you gotta fill that void as opposed to you know if we had you know, eight bench guys on the team, the waiver wire would just be be bare bones and you'd be lucky to get somebody. But, you know, having to continually comb and scrape through there and, you know, start working trades only adds to the um, the attentiveness of the league. So, yeah, I, it, it's crazy that everybody's as you know, locked in for week two when there's, you know, what, 12 weeks to go. So very well said. And last, but certainly not least, Matt Munzel. Let's make a little money. What do you say? I'm I'm game. I, I did pretty well week one NFL, so I'm I'm here for it. Yeah, the the the, the bets have been solid thus far. Um, we we're gonna hit on one of these parlays. I, I I just have it in my I have it in my bones. I can feel it. Um, week zero, uh, we were zero for three. Um, and you know. Week zero, we're rusty. We it's, it's the first football week of the year. Uh, but last week, two for three. Got to feel like a little momentum is brewing here. So um, without further ado, let's jump into the Hank's Hot Takes Parlay for week two. Um, I'll kick things off here. Uh, and I'm going to start us off with the New York Giants minus six. Now, I realize... They just lost by 40, so don't get me wrong. I know that that's what happened, but it's at Arizona. It's in a dome. Ain't going to be raining. I think New York is better than what they showed, and I think the Cardinals are abysmal. I am not a Dobbs fan at all. I don't think I have a Cardinal on my team because of it. So so give me Giants minus six, Matt Munzel. Love that pick. I feel like any time a team gets like absolutely hammered, like the Giants just did, good spot to hit them on a bounce back game. And yeah, great point about the dome. The Cardinals are definitely ass, no matter how you look at them. Um, six is a lot of points, but yeah, they they could win by ten plus pretty easily here. So I, I like the pick. Appreciate that, man. And then our our. Um punishment liaison himself back at it again in the parlay shout out mo who and i gotta make sure i quote him here because he asked to be quoted and he said chargers minus three i think that offense is just getting started 
and Tennessee doesn't look inspiring on either side of the ball. Let's go Chargers. Something you got to be happy to hear, Monty, if you're, uh, <laughs> as a Charger guy. Yeah, I guess I'm I'm basically a Chargers fan now. Um, yeah, I, I definitely like that pick for the reason Moe's quoted. Titans were uh, – they didn't look horrible, but the Chargers definitely, uh, to keep up with Miami, showed something. So three-point line's a little bit sketchy, though, I will say. Yeah. You'd, you'd think I, it'd be a little higher. Yeah, I, I would love for that to, to fall half a point, but uh, Pannon Hill is just not the answer. And, I mean, now now Derrick Henry has some competition in his backfield. I mean, it's uh, the feng shui of that team feels off. Yeah, like they they were trying to be a passing offense, it felt like. And that's just not who they are. No, they're, they're not, not at all. I've... I've this is the most confident I've felt about a parlay thus far. I'm hoping you're going to bring it home for us. <laughs> a lot of pressure because I feel like the, those are two easy hits. Uh, but with that in mind, I'll, I'll take something on the minus side, uh, which should be a lock assuming that he plays. But I have bet this many times before I'm going to go Travis Kelsey anytime touchdown. Last I checked, it was minus one sixty. And if he plays, honestly, I like him to score the first touchdown. But we'll throw in the anytime. Like if he plays, he will score. I I guarantee it. Perfect. Kelsey anytime going off at minus one forty five, which brings. Oh. Our total parlay for the week to plus 544, which means the three of us would be splitting a $82 winner. So everybody going home with a little bit of scratch. I mean, this this feels like a winner. This this feels like a winner. (laughs) Giants minus six, Chargers minus three, Kelsey anytime. If Kelsey plays, I can't believe that that's not minus like a thousand. There's no way he's not scoring in, in his in his return. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he is a touchdown machine, and then I, I feel like Andy Reid just knows, like, he'll he'll dial up plays for guys who are coming back. He he's got gadget plays for Tony, gadget plays for Kelsey on the end zone. Like, he he just gets the right guys involved at the right times, and a Kelsey season opening game is definitely the right time. Dude, minus the crucial third down play that they ran where they did like a tight end jet sweep and Patrick mm-hmm. Mahomes never got to touch the ball. I, Dude, you, I like the gadget plays as much as anybody, but Patrick Mahomes needs to touch the football on every play. I don't even care if it's a run. You Like that dude needs to be involved in the offense and not getting him the ball. I mean that was that was a critical mistake, but I, I do love the the ring around the rosies and like the the little shovel passes and shit. I mean, <laughs> I, I would only, I wish that was a bet. If you can bet Kelsey to get a like a shuttle pass for a touchdown, uh, that's what I would sprinkle. Yeah, yeah, I, I like that a lot. They run that one play. It's pretty similar to what they ran on that third down, but to your point, Mahomes does touch the ball. He does that weird little forward pass, so he gets the passing touchdown stat, which is always nice. Um, but yeah, man, critical error last week. It, it is ridiculous not to give Pat the ball on third down <laughs> when basically the game's online. And could be a result of the enemy leaving. That's like a little wrinkle. Um, I've obviously watched a lot of Chiefs, so I'm, I'm tuned into that kind of stuff um so we'll see if it like keeps going throughout the season is my point but um yeah love kelsey this week assuming he plays i i i think that's a phenomenal three-legger and that that, that one's coming home for the boys what's uh what's your prediction on lions versus seahawks this weekend um that's a good question it's probably 
<laughs> I was going to say it's going to be closer than the Chiefs, but that's not possible. Uh, I, I do feel like this one will be close. It's like somewhat of a letdown spot for the Lions, I feel like, but the, the grit of the team is definitely going to allow them to push through. Seattle didn't look great in week one, so I don't know, man. I'm a little scared to bet on the Lions for, based on those kind of factors, but I like them to, to get the dub. Yeah, I'm, I, I think for the first time in like a, like a really long time last year, we had it a little bit, but like Ford Field is going to be a fucking zoo. It is going to be packed. And, I mean, not just – this isn't going to be your grandmother's Ford Field. I mean, there's going to be ski masks, and people are going to be standing all game. Like, I think this is going to be – I think it has the potential to turn into one of the tougher places to play. Um, and that has got to be an advantage, especially against a team that, like, that's been their shtick for so long is, like, we have the loudest fan base. and having to go somewhere else and, and have it shoved up your ass, I think is going to, is going to pay dividends, especially kind of the first time that it happens. So I'm, I, I couldn't be more all in. Man, you just painted a very pretty picture. I'm not going to lie. I hadn't really thought about like the game in Detroit and the factor that would have, but yeah, like I wish I was going to that game. That's going to be crazy, man. The lion's hype is, is off the rails. Yeah, we had uh, we, we had looked at tickets, and I mean, it, it, it is truly sold out for the most part, but we actually might just go down to Detroit and, like, go get lunch and just, like, be around the atmosphere because it's going to be – it's going to be incredible. I'm, I'm very, very excited for Sunday. Oh, man. Yeah, you should. That, that would be so much fun. It's going to be buzzing in Detroit. Well – Mr. Matt Munzel, that is a week two episode of Hank's Hot Takes. I always appreciate you coming on, man. The the chemistry is is uh, is undeniable. I that that's just uh, that's an easy that's an easy hour and hour and change podcast, man. So as tradition, the the final word is yours, my friend. Yeah, thanks, man, dude. It it's easy talking to you. You do a great job as a host. Um, Really happy for you with the Dexter gig and, um, you know, obviously your wife and soon-to-be baby situation. That's it's unbelievable, man. I'm very happy for you. And as for the rest of the league, great, great week one. Um, best of luck the rest of the season. Hopefully everybody uh, stays healthy on your squads. And, um, yeah, man, looking forward to it. <laughs> awesome Mons. well uh, i'll be sure to text you about colorado for this weekend and uh as always brother true